Hey, hey, Super Gluer. Welcome back to the Super Glue Podcast. If you're like me, you're holding it all together for so many. This is your chance to sit back and relax a little bit, share in a morning prayer, and gear up for a kick-ass day. So, hey, I am coming to you with a lot going on in the background. It's right before the holiday season. I know y'all are feeling it too. We're just pulled in lots of different places and spaces. And I want to share uh, an experience that I had with you recently. And it really leads to this episode, Are You in Control? And I think, you know, a lot of times we we like to feel in control. I know I do. When I feel like I can control a situation or a circumstance or I have a solution for something that's going on, I just feel better. I like control. I, I like to be the one in charge, you know, but life just doesn't always work out that way. And I'm constantly reminded that God is in control and that I've got to sometimes just lay down my need for control and and just be open to what happens around me. But man, sometimes that can be really hard. So over the last eight weeks or so, I've been in this business program and it's been great uh, it's offered by our local university, and and I'm glad that I was able to participate. I learned so much. You know, we did a lot to revamp our Calmer Schools website, and really got out and spoke to a lot of potential customers, and got some good traction. And the program's been worth it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, oh my gosh! But I want to share a disappointment with you that I experienced, and when I felt really that control was taken away from me and just how I've managed to wrestle with it and kind of work through some of the feelings about it. So towards the end of the program, you compete in this pitch contest and essentially they allow everybody one minute to pitch their business to a panel of judges. And then from there, they select five teams that'll go on to do a final pitch in front of a panel of you know, pretty prestigious judges actually, and people that have a, a pretty good uh track record with businesses and things like that. So they're really looking uh, for the business that is going to win $10,000 because they're scalable, because they have had great traction, you know, because they have a viable solution to a problem, those kinds of things. So, you know, I was excited to get selected to be in the top five. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, part of me, to be honest, I will say, before they announced the top five, I was kind of like, it is fine if I don't get in because I just need this to be over. Like it was just so much work leading up to it. But I got selected and then I was excited and I was like, all right, I'm going to give it my all, you know? And of course I've got other work going on in the background. I can't just stop the train over here for an entire week to prep, but I continued to, you know, meet my obligations and then um, start to plan for this pitch. And y'all, I lost a lot of sleep. Let me tell you, I mean, five minutes doesn't sound like a big deal to plan for, but when you're trying to articulate a message, it took me a long time, many sleepless nights, and I practiced. I had every second accounted for. I knew exactly where I was supposed to be at, you know, two minutes and 42 seconds and three minutes and 27 seconds. I really knew my stuff. So I get up there to pitch and I'm in the last, like, I'm at like 418, 420. And the woman that's running it goes, stop time, and like cuts me off. And I I was shocked because honestly, I know my pitch so well, right? So 
Anyway, long story short, I went back and I watched the recording and I think they just, I think honestly, it was just a technical error. I don't think anyone intended to do it, but they cut it off, you know, about 30, 35 seconds too early. And that was like my punchline at the end and my strong close. And, and so after you do your pitch, then the panel asks you a series of questions. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to pull myself together. Like what just happened? But I'll deal with whatever just happened. Right now I'm standing up in front of this big audience and they're live streaming it. I got to answer questions. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, what? Wait, what happened to the time? So anyway, long story short, speed up to, uh, I go back and I watch and, and clearly they've, they've cut it off. And I just, you know, I struggled with it. Like normally I'm kind of the person that, is like, well, things happen for a reason. I can just move forward. But it was about being in control. I had control over my pitch. I knew my timing, y'all. And it just felt awful. Like it really did. And it's nobody's fault. Nobody did it on purpose. You know, it was a mistake, I guess. And um, it really made me think about handling disappointments. Like when you feel like I have you know, I've taken control. I've done everything I can to be in control. And then something on the outside, a factor on the outside, outside of your control exists or happens. And it's hard for us. It is so hard. And let me tell you, the other thing about it is when I don't sleep, I am not the same person. So as we go into the holiday season, I'm just going to pray for y'all that you get good sleep right now, because man, not getting good sleep over, you know, a week period as I was trying to prep for this and staying up late and putting in extra time. It was like my mental state could not handle what happened, you know? And then I needed to kind of wrestle with like, what was it about that that was actually bothering me? It wasn't that I didn't win because honestly, the person that won, I thought should won, should win. And I, I was fine with that. It was more of like embarrassment, to be honest, because I got cut off and I felt like I had prepped for this. And then it looked like I wasn't prepared. Like I didn't know my stuff because, you know, my timing was off. And then I realized that I needed to start thinking about recovery. And so when something happens to us and we feel like we've lost a sense of control, there are some things that we need to be able to do for ourselves to be able to relax and restore And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. And I want to walk you through the process I used because it's been, it's been a little bit tricky. And I will say, you know, the first thing for me was making sure that I got enough sleep. But another big thing was making sure that I had a couple people. And for me, it was my family and one really good friend of just like walking me through it and, and, and telling me that it was okay. And like reminding me of why I do what I do. And, And I think we all have to have one person in our lives, at least one, who's going to be our person, who's going to tell us that it's all okay, that, that what we're doing is enough, that what we did is, is enough. And that person that's going to lift us up. And so I turned, I turned to my people and my tribe and I just like laid it all out and I shared all my yucky, weird, vulnerable feelings and, Crying also helps immensely. So the next day, Danielle actually came home to watch the pitch, which was really nice. And Caitlin watched it through the live stream, which was great. So the next day, Danielle was with me and I just said, I just need to cry. And, you know, like being able to share in that experience with her and get it out and cry. And maybe you're a crier, maybe you're not, but I will tell you that crying is a huge way to release stress. And there's some good research about that as well. 
Um, and of course I had to pray and I've just been praying a lot, not about what happened, but about the feeling of needing to be in control sometimes and just wanting to let go of that feeling a bit, like really wanting to get myself into a place where I don't need that level of control and that I can let go a little bit. And so my prayers were really more about letting go again and relaxing and like just being able to restore and see all of the good things that are happening around me. And then I'll say the last part of my process of healing was movement. And let me tell y'all, I did not feel like moving. The last thing I felt like doing was moving my body, but I made sure that I did. And it just really made a difference. And I'll say during the first, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of my workout the next day after I was like angry. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to be working out. I just want to be bad and I want to be disappointed and I want to be embarrassed and I want to be frustrated and I want to work out, but it definitely does help us. And I think it's like one of those things, like when you're upset, move your body, when you're angry, move your body, when you're, you know, frustrated, move your body. Cause it just makes such a big difference. And all of this leads to mental toughness. And I think when we are, you know, experiencing an overload of stress and we feel like we're losing control or we don't have uh, what we need in a particular moment, you know, life can feel so overwhelming and we can get into a cycle of stress or worry. And what happens to me sometimes is it's not about that event or that night or being cut off. It was like afterwards I started spiraling a little bit about what am I doing? And is, you know, like, is my business moving in the direction I want it to? And you know, just that spiraling of um, feelings and emotions. And so I want to leave with you not only just my process as I walked you through, but some of the research about coping and finding calm. And uh, the first one is just being aware of your feelings. Like it's okay to have a range of emotions. And I try to remind myself of that. Like you're not deficient or abnormal for feeling this way. You know, I told myself like, God, people have much, much, much bigger disappointments in life and lose control over much bigger circumstances. But for me, how I was feeling in that moment was how I was feeling. And I had to embrace that and not be uh, telling myself that my feelings weren't valued. And so embracing your feelings and and being honest about them and then going to um, focusing on what you can control, right? And for me, I always need to feel like I have a little sense of what's next or where I can take action or how I can move forward. And so I just started listing that, like, what is it that I'm going to do now and how am I going to get up and keep moving and keep growing? And I, I put down some actionable steps and I think that we can all do that. We can find like, what is my next step? Cause sometimes y'all, we just need to take one step one. And that's about as much as I felt like doing, but I made myself do that. And then, of course, as I mentioned, spending time with people that mean so much to you and just really sitting with them and being with them. And, you know, like my husband said, like, he says, we were talking, he's like, you know, everything else is just noise. And that was one of the most impactful things that that he said to me during this period. It was like, you know what? All this other stuff in the background is just noise and really limiting the amount of noise that you listen to. And being with those people that you know that you can fully confide in. And of course, making sure that you are turning to the Lord in prayer 
Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And that scripture really helped me to just remember not to fear my future with this business and not to fear, you know, judgment about what people thought because I got cut off or whatever embarrassment I felt, but to understand that when things happen to us that are disappointments, if we will go to the Lord and we will leave them at his feet, it is written that vengeance is mine. And the Lord says, I will repay. So he tells us he will help us to overcome our hurts and our heartaches. And on that, my friends, let's get ready for a morning prayer. Father God, there are times in our lives where we experience disappointments, feel like we've lost control. And some of these things might be little and some of them might be big, but they all matter. And we come to you and we lay them all down in front of you with our messes. And we ask for you to help to restore us. Repay us for our hurts and our harms by lifting up our spirits, making our hearts whole again, putting people in our lives that can really be there for us during during times of trials. Lord, I pray for every super glower that they have at least one person that they can go to that's their person that will always be uplifting and encouraging and put the spirit of the Lord back in their hearts. Lord, I ask this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, Super Gluer, I want to just give you kind of the rundown of where we're going the next couple of weeks. We're going to be taking off uh, from now until the end of the year to just really get ready for the holidays and celebrate this season, this miracle of Christmas. Oh, the time off, y'all, is needed. So I hope that you take time off. I hope that you Oh, I just hope that you embrace some stillness and that you spend time with the people that you love and that you really are able to give thanks for the good in your life, for the things that are going well as we restore the hurts that we may be experiencing. As you go into this season, remember how much you are loved and you are never alone. And I'll see you back after the first of the year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you. Happy New Year. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And I will see you back shortly. Gear up for a kick-ass day and a kick-ass end of the year. Bye.